Manchester United. Can they find something here? Big chance, Barisha! He's done it again! And it's a goal! Unbelievable! What about this? Dylan Barrios, his first touch of the game. Sanchez! Western United do claim the three points. And Diamante again! Oh, he's done it! Twice! He's chipped a keeper! Presented by Simmons. It's the Green Room on FNR, Football Nation Radio. Oh, another clean sheet, another three points, top of the table. The boys in green and black are absolutely flying. Welcome along to the Green Room here on FNR, Football Nation Radio, proudly presented by Simmons Homes, the great Australian builder. Josh Parrish here, as per usual, joined by my partner in crime, Lockie Flanagan. How are you, Lockie? I'll take partner in crime. I've been called a lot worse, so uh, (laughs) that's all good with me. Um, I'm looking forward to this because two of the most important people from that win on the weekend against Perth are going to be joining us. One in live form and one in pre-recorded form. Yeah, we uh, had a nice little coffee yesterday with Stephen Lustiker over at Penenka Food Store, the adjacent cafe to the new Ultra Football. And uh, he was he was marvelling over the jer- jersey collection. On he was marvelling over the jersey collection. We were marvelling over his jersey collection, <laughs> which it, it will come up in the interview, but just to tease it, a match-worn Andres Iniesta... And a match worn Modric. He didn't get the match worn Modric from playing against Luka Modric. He just bought it. <laughs> this guy has got jerseys coming out of his ears, so um, he's got plenty to share with us. Uh, not too, not too far from now. The uh, the Iniesta one though, that's that's a match day swap. That's pretty special. That's un- that is unbelievable. <laughs> He's had some some cool experiences in his career. We're going to dig into those a little bit later. Uh, but first up, we've got the young man, the Speed Demon, who opened his account for the season uh, on in the weekend's win over Perth Glory. Dylan Preyas, welcome to the green room. Hey guys, no, thanks for having me. Uh, it's an absolute pleasure, mate. How, how did it feel to, to score your first goal for the year? Yeah, obviously, um, really good. You know, this year uh, I've taken up more of a right wing, what uh, right wing role. Um, you know, last year I was playing more wing back um, and sometimes on the wing, but. Yeah, I'm really happy. It was a bit of a monkey off the back, to be honest. Um, you know, coming off the bench, um, maybe starting a few games in here, I was desperate for that goal just to search for that bit of confidence. And on the weekend, I think I found my confidence and that goal just uh, topped it off. Well, I think that the commentators described it as, you know, uh, you as being the player who deserved a goal no, no more than any other out on the field. And you know, it was a great finish from you, but it was also a pretty good, uh, pretty good cross in from your your fullback Ben Garicha, who himself is a uh, no stranger to scoring decent goals at the minute. Have you written him a, a nice little thank you note for sending that one in on the platter for you? Uh no, nah, me, me and Benny are quite close. We're actually roommates, uh, ah. uh, so we've just got that connection. So when I saw him running down the line, I just knew he was going to find me. <laughs> What was your reaction to his scorpion kick going viral the other week? It was ridiculous. Um, well, I was in the box, like right behind him, so I was ready to get the ball if he wasn't. So I was in the perfect position um, to to witness it. And like in the in the replay, you can see my face. I literally my jaw just dropped, and <laughs> all the whole celebration, the the first minute of the celebration, I literally was just my jaw was open. I didn't even say anything. I didn't scream. I was just like. <laughs> Like, I couldn't believe my eyes, to be honest. Um, but, yeah, Benny absolutely ripped out an unbelievable goal. 
So a bit selfish, really. You got to pass to a teammate or let it go to a teammate in a better position, right? You know, it's a low percentage opportunity. She should be uh, screaming at him. Yeah, well, when you finish it off like that, you got to shut your mouth, I guess. <laughs> well, he said in the the interviews that he did after the game that he's tried that a thousand times in training, and that's the first time that it works. Can you testify to that? Have you been there painfully witnessing his a thousand attempts here at the hangar trying to do that? Um, no, I don't know about a thousand, but I, I actually it was, I have seen him do it before, eight, like a long time ago. But the week leading up to the game, he did try it. Um, <laughs> failed miserably. Uh, it was funny to be honest. So no, nah, he does he does try try and do it, and the one time it worked, it was in the game. So I'm I'm happy for him, and he deserves it. He's a good 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 guy, man. I, I want to see the outtakes, like at the end of the Jackie Chan film, when you see all the face plants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be nice. We have to get the VO footage from the West United yeah. training sessions. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the drone cam. Uh, Dylan, I, I want to go back to the game on the weekend because, you know, another teammate of yours who who did quite a spectacular thing on the weekend was Nikolai Topol-Stanley. We saw him gallivant his way out of the centre-back position to uh, to join the attack and and set up Alex Prijevich for that goal. Watching on from, from your position on, on the right... What was going through your mind when you see one of your most senior members of the team, a centre-back no less, just just uh, head forward and, and get into the nosebleed section? What was going through your head? First, I was thinking, what are you doing? <laughs> nah, nah, Topper, he's an ultimate pro. And, um, you know, for 36 years old, I think he's 36, I'm pretty confident. But hey, he, he moves like, like he's still 28. Um, so when he's running up, I was thinking, um, geez, I'm like, here we go. And, um, yeah, no, nah, he, he, he's a machine and I'm, 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 ha- I'm happy for him too, but a bit of, um, facts. He's actually like top, one of the top five quickest in our team, which I think people would be, be shocked about. So he's quite mobile and stuff. So when he started getting those engines going, I was like, here we go. I was, it was good, good to see. Well, I wanted to ask about that because Josh, I believe, described you as a speed demon just as we were about to bring you up. And I was looking over at the camera. I, I saw your eyes light up and the, the, the ear-to-ear grin. Um, are you going to come out on the program and, and, and take that? Because you mentioned that Top is in the, the top five. Are you going mm. to come out and take that spot as number one or is there is there someone else? Nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think um, I'm definitely... Uh, number one for that. I think the the stats on our GPS um, uh, prove that. But yeah, I don't know. Um, I guess I guess I just was lucky enough to have uh, this natural born pace that was given to me, which my dad likes to claim that he gave it to me. Um, which yeah, apparently he was fast when he was younger. Um, so yeah. Did your dad play football as well? Uh, my dad played a bit of it. Like he started off with. Um, with with soccer, um, and then his um, then um, his dad told him that he's too rough to play soccer, so he started playing uh, AFL football, and uh, yeah, he was quite good. Apparently, he played for Essendon the nineteens and stuff. Um, so yeah, I, I guess that that, that uh, athletic ability does come from him. So do I. I take it that your dad quite enjoys you guys being in and around the hangar then. Yeah, to, to be fair, we're both quarters. So, um, nah, he 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 he's a big Collingwood supporter. So, yeah, 
Oh, sorry, we're going to have to end the Zoom call there. <laughs> Thanks for your time, Dylan. It's been great having you on, but uh, no, no, no Collingwood. We've got a no Collingwood station policy. What, what was uh, what's the hangar like to to train at? Yeah, it's it's honestly it's a world class facility. Uh, I think we're very lucky that Essendon allowed us to share the facility with them, and like they're awesome, and they they let us use basically everything in there. Um, and I think we have a, a great connection with them now, even the players and stuff, um, seeing them around and we learn different things, how to be, you know, we take some of the stuff that they do differently to us and they take some of our stuff as well. Um, and I think it's just a, a good, uh, healthy environment there. So it's great. Well, you speak about a healthy environment that you have between, you know, yourself and the, the footy club and Essendon. But it seems that even if you guys were just left to your own devices, the uh, vibes, if you'll allow me to, to borrow an Alinoism, uh, seem very, very good in the changing rooms at the moment. You know, it's, it seems like it's really fueling um, you know, the results and the performances that you guys have been able to put in, that, that changing room atmosphere. Yeah, no, nah, look, I've said it before in other interviews that this is easily the, the best bunch of boys that I've ever been with. Um, you know, I think there's a, like a real family sense in the change rooms and like, I don't know, like everyone gets along. I don't know anybody that doesn't get along with each other. And I think, um, in preseason, uh, I think we started to realize, Hey, like we're a decent team here and we started to believe. Um, and then at the start of the season, we're winning games and that belief just grew. And then our, you know, our, morale and our, our team spirit and everyone just got closer and you know we started to realize hey well we're a good team man like we can we can make something of this year and it's all about that belief and now proven now we're on top of the table uh just in front of city with the game in hand behind them um and yeah i i, I would say you know we're going to do great things this year Let's talk about you and your positions that you've played over the course of your Western United and, and football career generally. Always been a versatile player, right back, right wing back, right wing, up front even. Uh, yeah. What's your preferred position? Do you even have one or is it just on the park? Uh, look, I love playing all those positions, but I'd probably say right right wing is probably most suited to me. Um, yeah, you know, at first I started off as a right back um, and then as I got older, I think I started to realise that I had a real um, attacking sense to my game, more so than my defending. And then, obviously, I played wing-back, which was, I think, a, a really suited position to me. Um, um, but then this year, uh, Aloisi went into 4-3-3, and, um, you know, I'm definitely more of a winger than a, than a, than a proper full-back. And, um, yeah, I'd probably say full-back's my favourite position. I mean, our winger. Sorry, <laughs> he's not quite sure. Does it does it help to to have? I can only imagine it helps to have a manager who agrees with you in terms of like he thinks that your p- best position is the one that you enjoy playing the most. How have you found that experience of uh, of working with Johnny this season? No, nah, it's, it's been great. Um, you know, um, when he got appointed coach, um, I never knew him before that, but I heard a lot of good things about him. Obviously, I knew who he was, um, and I was just excited and. Um, yeah, like when I got told, look, we're, we're looking at you as a as a winger. That's what we think you are. I was, think, I was very happy because that's the position I wanted to play. Um, and yeah, they've worked closely with me and the other wingers, um, and really um, shaping me into a proper winger. And I think um, this year I've learned so much how to play that proper 
uh, right-wing role, even left-wing. Um, and, yeah, it's been great. Do you even remember the Aloisi penalty or were you too young for that? Come on, man. Of course I do. <laughs> it would have been one of your first football memories though, right? Were you five, six? Yes, yeah, five. I was, I was five. Um, funny because I remember me and my other – got an older brother who's 25 and a younger brother um, who's 20. And uh, we all played football when we were younger and we actually bought that match on DVD. And me and my younger brother, I remember we used to play that that, that penalty that he scored over and over and we used to run around the house. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, it's, it was pretty crazy um, that when he, I found out he was going to be my coach, I just kind of chuckled to myself and it was just like, wow, I was watching him running around like an idiot at five years old with my top off, watching that goal on replay now as my coach. So, so when you found out when when it was officially announced at John Wesley Coach, you didn't you didn't put the DV, DVD back in the player and just give it another watch. It's probably you can probably get it on YouTube now. <laughs> yeah, probably on YouTube. No, no, I didn't. I, I reckon I watched that penalty shootout about three times a year on YouTube. By the way, just <laughs> I, I watch it, and half the time I watch it, it's not even for the penalty. Uh, all no disrespect to John, it's for Craig Foster just losing his marbles in the in the background. Just, are you sure? Are you sure? <laughs> Yeah, that it's the audio is actually perfect. <laughs> yeah, I think it yeah. summed up everyone's feelings at the time. Uh, Dylan, on this season, you know this group is really gelling together now, starting to click up front as well. You know the defence was the talk of the uh, talk of everything at the start of the season, but you know starting to, to put some goals away and, and create more chances now. Uh, has this team reached its ceiling yet, or is is there more improvement to get to? Um, no, I think you know. There's always a room for improvement. Um, we're not perfect, but uh, I feel like, you know, Foxy, our assistant coach, and uh, J.A., our third assistant coach, and uh, Aloisi really focused on that defensive structure because I guess that's like the backbone of, of the team. And, you know, if you don't concede goals, you're not, you're not going to lose. So we, we worked on that very heavily and shown through the season, you know, we're a very, very hard team to break down. Um, I think we're very disciplined and that's a credit to the coaching staff who have um, implemented and drummed that into our into our head. And then they always knew, you know, we have the players up front that have the quality to be able to score and that will eventually come with confidence. And, you know, I think we've scored, oh, don't quote me on this, but I think it's 11 or 12 goals in the last uh, six games. So we're starting to pick up that um, that form in the front third to re- to really punish teams. And um, yeah, I think this is not the ceiling. I think uh, we're going to be even better uh, weeks to come. Well, I-, I wonder if that uptick in goals as well has anything to do, and I dare suspect that it does, with the introduction of a, a fully fit Alex Prijevic, you know, to lead the line and, and getting injected into that into that striker position, how are you finding, um, you know, working with Alex? You know, he's he's a pretty, from what we've seen so far, a pretty incorporative player. Likes to likes to bring other players around him in. Yeah, like Alex is great, man. Like um, he just needed some time to really uh, work on his fitness and his body, and um, you know, he's a real confident, um, confident guy, and. Um, he, he, he just needed some time and it clearly shown he, he's banging in the goals now. And not only that, he, he's, fit, he's fit now. He's holding up the play for the boys. He's including other players. Um, you know, he's, I, I personally think for a striker, he's quite um, unselfish. Mm-hmm. 
um, which is great because he brings all the other boys into the play. And uh, when he gets his chance, he finishes them off. So he, he's been a, a great inclusion into the team and he's, he's been a, also a great guy as well. Um, he's always, you know, talking to us and, and stuff like that. So he's been a really good uh, inclusion to the team. I remember he was one of our first guests this season, maybe yeah. the first one. Yeah, and, I think he was. Uh, I asked him a question about his sort of lethal finishing, but I think the phrasing in my question sort of uh, it seemed to hint that he was some sort of goal poacher or fox in the box type who didn't really have much business elsewhere. And I remember he sort of looked at me and responded, I hope I can be more than this. And he is. He's much more than this. Uh, you know, he's assist for the uh, for the Garuccio goal was it was the little outside of the foot cross is almost as spectacular as the finish itself. So you know he's really hitting some form, which is which is fantastic to see. Um, how far is is Rene Krajinov from contributing regularly? We're starting to see him come into the first team picture now. Yeah, he he needed some time as well, probably more than Pruvic. Um I remember talking to him, and he hasn't played a game apart from the few times recently coming on. Before that, he didn't, he hasn't played since last year, April. Mm, yeah, well. So that, that's a long time. So he needed to work on his body and he's a pro. So he knew he probably could have come in earlier, but he goes, no, nah, no, nah, I'm not ready yet. I know my body. And um, yeah, he's going to, it will take a bit of time for him to find his feet. But even when he's been coming in and stuff, he, he's a great player in, in training. Um, yeah, he's a bit of a razzler. And I think... Um, you guys will see it when he starts playing consistent game time and gets more fit. You'll see, um, yeah, he's quite very neat and tidy and nifty on the ball. Rene the Razzler, I think we've got to get that guy. Uh, I'm I'm happy to I'm happy to work that in anywhere I can. I'm glad you brought up Rene though, Josh, because uh, Dylan, I'm, you don't know this, but from our starting from our interview with uh, with Steve yesterday, which will be airing later in the program, I've been trying to investigate something on behalf of the footballing public. You may have noticed that all of the Italian-speaking, you know, um, players with Italian backgrounds on their Instagram stories keep on saying yeah. this thing, 50-50, 50-50. And it, it, all my group chats have been exploding, wanting to know what this means. I asked Stephen Lustig yesterday. He couldn't tell me. He says he just skips through Diamante's Instagram stories because there's too many. Do you have any intel on the origin of 50-50? What does it mean? I honestly have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. I'm kind of like Lusty. At the start, I was watching all his stories. <laughs> now, mate, he's a menace on there. He's 400 stories a day. <laughs> Ugh, man. I've, every time I go on my stories on Instagram, I know deer's coming up on doing these ones just as quick as <laughs> I know it's about 40 minutes long. Uh, I, I can't really understand him, but if I did, maybe I would, uh, I would uh, watch all of them. But no, he, he's a great guy, man. Yeah, he's he's great value. It doesn't really matter what he's saying. It's just the general the general vibe, the general feeling is just, just lifts yeah. everyone's spirits, right? Yeah, he does, he does. I don't speak a word of Italian, but sometimes I will just watch the story anyway. It's like I don't know what you're saying, but uh, you are having a great time saying it and, and that's <laughs> enough for me. <laughs> yeah. uh, Dylan, uh, you're actually a Western Suburbs boy, aren't you? You grew up in the area. What does it mean to, to represent Western United having having grown up here? Yeah, obviously it's very special. I've been in the West uh, my whole life, um, I, I lived out in uh, Hillside around Taylor's Lakes, Keelor, uh, growing up. And then uh, we moved to Caroline Springs. And, um, yeah, when I was at City and heard there was going to be a West team, I was really excited and, and hoping they meant West of Melbourne because there was talks that it was going to be a Geelong team. 
Um, and when I found out it was um, going to be a West of Melbourne, like representing the whole from Geelong to Ballarat, all that side of Melbourne, I was really excited. And, um, yeah, it obviously means a lot to me. It's, it's Honestly, it's like I'm playing for my home club, like literally. So, you know, I, I love Western United and, um, yeah, I think it's my third year now here and I love it. Oh, that's so good. I mean, where, where did you grow up? What's your uh, what's your backstory, I guess, with your, the football clubs you've played for and, and the suburbs you lived in and so forth? Yeah, so I lived in Hillside and I played for Killer Park uh, Soccer Club, uh, which is right around from the hangar right now. And, um, yeah, I played there from like six years old to about 11, 12. And that's when I moved to Spring Hills Soccer Club, which is right across the road from my house basically. And um, then from there, I started playing like state teams and stuff. So, yeah, I started off just doing that. And then obviously at 14, 15, that's when I got picked up by the Melbourne City Academy uh, for the under-20s. Um, and, yeah, and obviously I was playing um, like representing Australia at under-16s, 17s, 18s. Um, and then I signed my first pro at City and then I moved on to Western United. So playing for the Australian youth teams, so forth, you play for the Ollie Roos and everything. I mean, what does it mean to you, to you to pull on the green and gold? Is it something that you're striving for again in the future? Yeah, of course. Um, that's, I think, every young footballer in Australia is their dream to represent their, co- their country. And, um, you know, when I represented the first time at the under-16s Australia, it was like the best moment of my life. I remember clearly walking into the change room in Cambodia when we travelled there and uh, seeing my name on Australian jersey, I was, um, yeah, quite starstruck and I couldn't believe it. And then kept playing, um, obviously representing the 16s, the 17s, 18s, the 19s, uh, the 20s and obviously not too long ago, the 23s. Um, yeah, it's quite special. I'm very humbled and uh, grateful that I was able to, to do that. And obviously, of course, my goal is to try and uh, get into the Socceroos. That would uh, just be amazing. It just seems, you know, he- hearing you speak, Dylan, playing for a club who represents the area where you've grown up, playing the position that you want to be playing, back on the score sheet, it just seems like it's a really good fit. and you, you seem like a person who is really comfortable and just enjoying their football at the moment. Yeah, like, um, yeah, I am. Lately, I have been enjoying it. Um, you know, I've started the last three games, uh, which I've been happy about. Um, and obviously getting on the score sheet, that's, um, you know, what more can you ask for? Um, and I think it's generally just, I just enjoy going into the club every day, seeing the boys, training's great. Um, yeah, I'm re- I'm really content uh, right now with my football. It's good. It's it's just it's, it's nice to hear. It's nice to hear. A lot, a lot of players keep their cards very close to their chest, but but Dylan, the, the emotion's very clear with you. And um, looking ahead to the game this weekend in Ballarat against the Newcastle Jets, um, yeah, a team that some people refer to as as the box office Jets. You know, they like to play a very aggressive brand of football. Uh, how how do you see them? Uh, you know, we know that Western United are have been very solid defensively. You guys are starting to grab more goals as well. How do you see this opponent? Do you think they're a, a good fit for what you guys bring to the table? I think every game is tough um, in the A-League, um, but I think Newcastle Jets are, I don't know if I would say they're an underrated team. 
Um, I, I, I think where they are on the ladder doesn't represent how good they are. Um, you know, I'm a fan of the A-League. I watch all the A-League games and they're looking pretty strong. And they're, yeah, I know one thing, they work their butts off. They're aggressive. Um, you know, they're good going forward. They're going to be a really tough opponent for us, I reckon. And we're not taking it lightly. We know they, um, they're, they're, they're really, they, they can hurt us. If we're not switched on or we're not ready or we take them too lightly, we'll lose that game. Um, so we're ready. And, you know, they've got a striker in, in Becca Mikkel Tadze, second in the goal-scoring chance this season. Um, their Brazilian attacking midfielder, Daniel Pena, likes to shoot from about 30 metres every time he gets the ball. So he's one to watch out for as well. So it should be a really entertaining game. I'm looking forward to it. 3.05 p.m. kickoff at Mars Stadium in Ballarat. I know a number of the FNR crew are heading up be, for I'm the game. There. I'm there. I'm bringing my family along. My family moved to, to Ballarat not long ago. So I've, I'm insisting they come along. Watch, uh, watch this game because I reckon it's going to be a cracker. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, super excited. Dylan? It's going to be a great game, I reckon. Well, thank you so much for, for making the time tonight, Dylan. We really appreciate you sharing all that with us. And uh, congratulations on your goal. Congratulations on, on cracking into the starting 11 in the past few games as well. And we wish you the best of luck this weekend in Ballarat. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. something here. Big chance, Barisha! He's done it again! And it's a goal! Unbelievable! What about this? Dylan Piraeus, his first touch of the game, Sanchez! Western United do claim the three points! And Diamante again! Oh, he's done it! Twice! He's chipped a keeper! Presented by Simmons, it's the Green Room on FNR. Football Nation Radio.